0: This is Time Management Insider, a show where we share way too much information about meal planning and time management for inside the home. Happy Easter. If you are looking for something to do on your long weekend, I have the answer. Listen to podcasts like this one and like the Kitchen Counter podcast that is hosted by my guest today, Roger Anderson. Roger has been podcasting for quite a while and we have a really great conversation about how listening to podcasts, especially cooking podcasts, can benefit the busy family, busy cooks, all of those people. So stay tuned for that. And I'm just gonna let you know that at the end of this show, I'm going to be coming back with a meal plan for you that makes use of some of the leftovers that you just might have from this Easter weekend. Okay, let's talk to Roger. It must be. Roger, how's it going?
1: Christine, I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm good. I'm really happy that you're on this show. I know that you had me on your podcast recently, and it was such a great conversation that I wanted to find more excuses to talk to you. So <laughs> oh,
1: I feel the exact same way. And thank you very much for having me on. I'm oh, excited, yeah. too.
0: You're welcome. So yeah, so you had me on your podcast. You've been food podcasting for a while. How did you get started and when?
1: Um I got started back in 2014. So it's, I know it's shocking to me. I guess that's like eight years ago. Is that even possible? So I got started back in 2014. It was kind of one of those things. I remember getting an iPhone a couple of years prior to that. And then I think that's when like, I, I really discovered podcasts Mm -hmm. because it was like built in, you know, you could find them easily and listen whenever you want. I'm like, what are these things? And back when I got into them, there, there were a lot of podcasts, but there weren't that many really. Mm -hmm. I mean. There were in each subject area, there were a few really popular shows and then not much else. So I started listening. And then over the course of a couple of years, I thought, man, this would be kind of fun to do. Yeah. I want a creative outlet. Uh, What could I podcast about? And, you know, so you kind of do your laundry list of what you know. And I thought, well, cooking, I know that. And there's not a lot of cooking shows. There's some food shows, but not a lot of cooking shows. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of jumped in and tried it and I've been going ever since.
0: Yeah, eight years. So how, you, you have hundreds of episodes at this point, right? I don't have as many as I probably should. I think I just <laughs> released them,
1: but you were actually on my latest episode number 208. So a couple hundred. Mm-hmm. I don't have a super strict regular release schedule. It just kind of happens when I get around to it, but usually a couple of months at least.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's... Now there's all these podcasts out and people are, like, rigorous with their schedules and everything, but you started in a more relaxed time, which probably... I mean, the show is very, like, interesting and chill, right?
1: hmm Yeah, I try to be chill of- it sounds weird trying to describe my approach because I'm not trying to be this way. It's just how I am, but it's, it's just kind of chill approachable. I tell people it's like, I, it's a no judgment zone. I don't care what you want to cook. Mm-hmm. I'll help you try to cook better. I mean, if you want to eat vegan, awesome. If you want to eat like bacon and chocolate cake every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see like how, how to make the best bacon. You know, I'm, I'm making kind of a goofy example, but you yeah. under, I mean, I don't care what people want to cook. I just want them to get in the kitchen, have fun, cook for themselves for the people they love. Yeah, that's what we kind of build the show around.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to me so much. So I wanted to dive in a little bit. I mean, obviously, anybody listening right now is listening to a podcast. So they are familiar with this. But I think that, you know, we plug in and we start listening and we don't realize all the benefits that we're getting from podcasting. So what do you think, especially from a food podcast? What, what is the, the thing that listeners can be getting the most out of listening to like a show like yours or another cooking podcast?
1: Well, I mean, the cool thing about podcasts, obviously, is they're on demand. You can listen to them whenever you want, assuming they exist. And there's there's episodes out there, but kind of like with any it's like learning on your own time. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and cooking podcasts are kind of weird in a way. And, you know, this because you have one. It's like it's not like a YouTube video or a TV show where you're showing people how to cook. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's how you do that. You kind of have to explain what you're talking about, but there's a, there's a niche for that. And people just love to cook. They love food and they just want to listen to somebody who feels the same way. And they'll pick Mm -hmm. up tips Mm -hmm. and tricks Mm -hmm. and ideas that maybe they'll, they go, wow, I've never thought of doing a chicken like that. Maybe I'll try that for dinner this weekend or something like that. So to me, it's just sort of that learning benefit and being part of a community that likes something that you like, which is in general, what's amazing about podcasts, right? There's something, literally something for everybody.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's crazy. You can find a podcast on. <laughs> there's some really weird. I'm not. I'm not going to get into some of the weird ones I found, but it's too much information. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, there's all kinds of crazy ones. So uh, I think what you're saying is really interesting to me. It's the like the passive learning. Like I end up, you know, there was way back in the day in, in my car, I could listen to the radio music. Or there was like some odd talk radio stations in the city that I lived in that didn't really fit my my interests or values, but I would put them on sometimes just because it was more stimulating to my mind than, than just having the music on, especially for a longer drive. And so now that I can like get in my car and choose what passively I would like to hear about learn be entertained by is so fascinating to me that it, I mean we're very lucky right
1: <laughs> yeah well you know what's like as human beings time is the one thing we can't make more of and we're constantly we constantly possess less and less of it as we mm. go on through life right yeah and it doesn't matter if you're an ordinary person like you or I or if you're Jeff Bezos or Lady Gaga I mean there's 24 hours in a day Mm -hmm. Your resources might dictate how you can spend those 24 hours, but at the, at the end of it all, I mean, we just have a finite amount of time and I almost think of podcasting as like just a value add to your time. Right. I think we were, we were chatting before we got started. It's like you're doing laundry or you're weeding your lawn or Mm -hmm. you're going for a jog or you're commuting to or from work. And ordinarily that would just be time spent doing those things. And Mm -hmm. those things have value in and of themselves, but you can add on this extra thing. And it just makes the time you're spending so much more valuable, whether you're being entertained or whether you're learning something or catching up on current events or whatever. That's what I think is really cool about podcasting. It's just like a value add and you can listen to podcasts. Everybody's different, but as long as I don't have to like focus on something, I can listen to a podcast. Like I can't listen to podcasts while I'm working. Mm -hmm. I just can't divide my focus that way Mm -hmm. but you know like those examples anything like that totally
0: oh yeah for sure i find like if i'm cooking i love having a podcast on usually in my headphones like i'm in my internal space Mm -hmm. not playing over a speaker or anything like that but i do need to pause it or i have to rewind if i have to concentrate on something if i'm like wait what am I supposed to do to that chicken? Wait, what was right. the... Then I... I my, my headphones have a little pause button on the side, so it's just like super quick, and then I, I'm doing that. But yeah, I have them on all the time. I will say one of my favorite... Like, it makes chores more enjoyable to the point where... We were talking before, I told you this already. When that uh, show, Serial, S-E-R-I-A-L, not the food, first dropped... And those episodes were coming out on Fridays. I was addicted and I would save my laundry for Friday night. There I was, like, I'm not going out. I'm not going for fancy dinners. I'm like, yay, laundry, Friday. (laughs) It
1: almost got to the point with Serial, but other podcasts too. It's almost like, I just want to wait until the entire season is out and then I can binge it because it's right. You look so forward to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's almost different than even a TV show. I can't, it's hard to explain, right? If there's just something about it where you're like, oh, I just want to sit. And do it all.
0: Yeah, uh, no. That's a
1: lot of fun. Well, actually, but yeah, Serial was amazing. Yeah.
0: The the people who put up Serial, I think they're the shows they've done since then, a lot of them, they have put them all out at the same time. I think S-Town was all at once. And it's been, it's it's like, it's the best gift in the world for me to like open my podcast app and see that there are like 10 episodes of something that I really want to listen to. And you're like, oh, that's my whole weekend.
1: <laughs> totally. I mean, can you imagine when we were kids, at least when I was a kid? I would never have dreamed you could be like, I will pick a subject and I can watch a show or I can listen to audio about it anytime I want. It's just mind blowing, like the world we live in. I can't even imagine what, 20 years from now is going to be like.
0: Yeah. And like, I think like my kids. so my son just turned 14 and he he's a YouTube addict and he listens to podcasts too. The amount of stuff that he knows. And it, I think it's because <laughs> he picks his interests and then they glom into his brain. Right. And we didn't have that much input. Like there just wasn't <laughs> as much information. It's
1: true. My son is 10 and he is deep and he's like a year into this now. Like he's f- infatuated with the US president. Oh, like he knows them all. He knows obscure facts about Mm -hmm. them all. He watches YouTube shows about it's just like, which is cool. I mean, Mm -hmm. if that's your jam, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like endless input. Like you said, it's pretty cool for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I want to ask you, you mentioned community and I know I just joined your Facebook group for your podcast after we were talking. I want to check it out. You have a really vibrant community there. So I would love it if you could talk about that a little bit. And then I have some other questions. Yeah. So I
1: started, I guess that's been around, gosh, probably longer than I think maybe four years now, I'm guessing. And I just, I don't know what, prompted me to start it. You know, I probably listened to a podcast or saw something that said, <laughs> you need a, a Facebook group. And I said, okay, I can do that. That's one way to engage with my listeners. Right. right. That seems like low hanging fruit, I guess, because I had a Facebook page. So I started one and, you know, slowly, but surely people found it and, yeah. It is a pretty cool community. I mean, I'm welcoming to all sorts of folks. I mean, I have bloggers and other podcasters in there and mm-hmm. as long as they're contributing to the community, I don't mind if they once in a while share, you know, post to their stuff or, mm-hmm. you know, we have lots of people that just love to post stuff. They cook, yeah, uh, in there. I'm amazed some of the people post things. I'm like, why are you listening to me make amazing <laughs> food? You should be hosting the podcast not I, but yeah, it's, it's just a, a place that again, it's like the podcast. It's a, it's a shared interest. I mean, I don't, I don't want to use the term a safe place, but it's like, again, it's, I don't tolerate people who are like snarky or judgy and, mm-hmm. and we don't get any of that anyway. It's almost like a self-selecting group. It's a, it's a pretty cool group of people.
0: That is really nice. So it, it, I know you can get to it. So the website for your podcast is—is is it the Kitchen Counter?
1: It's kitchencounterpodcast.com. dot com.
0: And then the link to join the Facebook group is right on the sidebar there. That's how I found it. So people- It check.
1: is on the sidebar. You could also just go kitchencounterpodcast.com slash group and that'll shortcut you over to oh, Facebook. perfect. I like that. And it is a private group. So you have to answer a couple of questions to get in, but it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not anything too difficult.
0: Yeah. But I like what you're saying. Like people do, I, I, get, I get pictures sent to me and different things where I feel the same way sometimes. Like, oh, why are you even like listening? <laughs> why are you coming to my site? You can have your own. But I think the thing that's amazing about, food and cooking to me is that you can always learn more and you can always you can like so even like the most expert chef person out there can start talking to a 14 year old who makes great mac and cheese and be like oh why did you do that and suddenly have that new bit of inspiration you know what I mean I just there's so many different ways of doing things and so much that we can learn that it's never boring even if you have a lot of knowledge
1: yeah. And that's a great point. And that's 100% true. And that kind of, I, I've thought about this a lot too. And it's like, even if you have a very distinctive, authentic recipe uh, you know, maybe your great grandma's spaghetti and meatballs, I don't know, I'm just making this up. I've learned over the course of doing this show, and it's probably changed my thinking is like, there is literally no right or wrong way to cook anything. Yes. Um. But you will get people that will be like, that's not that's not authentic. That's not how you do this. It's like it, it might not be authentic as you know it or how it's written in the in the national dish mm-hmm. cookbook. But you know, like I u- always use the example of like risotto. There's 500 ways, probably 5000 ways to make a risotto. There's probably 200 ways to roast a chicken, you know. Mm-hmm. So don't get hung up, you know, on on by doing this right or am I doing it wrong? You're mm-hmm. probably doing it right enough. And if it tastes good and it's feeding you and your family or whoever you need to feed, you're doing great. Yeah. Don't worry about the people that are like that's that's mm-hmm. not how you roast a chicken. I sometimes I'll go on TikTok and I'll watch these like Videos of somebody posting a cooking video, and it's like the most awkward thing they're doing, right? <laughs> and people are like, That's not how you fry chicken. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, that's not how you, it's like, who cares if it works for them? I mean, yeah. give them a break.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And then there's also, I'm going to, this is so funny because we just did it last night. I'm going to tell you this story. So, my boyfriend is Polish and he wants me to help perfect this recipe that his mom made, but he doesn't cook, and we just have His mom has just given us some like little details, but it's these beef cutlets called cutlete that you bread and then you fry them at really high heat, like pan fry, shallow fry on both sides till they're like really, really dark. And then you add water to the pan and then you cover it. So then they're, you've browned them and then you're steaming them. And I'm like, I look at these and I'm like, that cannot, that that's that's not how these are made. <laughs> it's not possible. They are delicious. And like all of my training knowledge and everything was like, this is not going to work. These are not going to be crunchy. They're really big. And I'm like, how are they even going to ever cook through without burning somehow? From my boyfriend who doesn't cook and his mom's little handwritten notes, I have, like, discovered this whole new way of cooking things. It's so weird.
1: It is weird. And I, I have recipes like that, like, from my mom and grandma, too. We, we have this recipe. And I, I can't do it. You know, like, so many things I can't cook like my mom did. Mm. Even if I follow her notes exactly, it just doesn't turn out. And part of that's probably, like, an emotional thing. But cream noodles, which is, like, a German-Russian recipe. It's like basically egg noodle. It's like a ravioli with like heavy cream in it. And you fry them in a little bit of oil in a shallow pan. And just like you say, you get them good and Brown and then you fill, you know, I don't know how much water just to cover the bottom and you put a lid on it and you don't touch them until the water's gone. And then they're done. And it's like, that's, I've never cooked anything really like that, that I can think of, but they're perfect and they turn out great. So yeah, you know, you just learn things and then you think like, what else could I do that with that Like, I would never think of using that technique, but there's, Mm -hmm. you could probably use that all over the place.
0: Well, and it may, I mean, it makes me, I don't want, I'm not overly worried about it, but like, question myself too, because I was, I, I, you know, you're saying judgment free zone. I was a little judgy when I, when I saw that, like, there's no way that's going to turn out. But then, you know, humbled a little bit, learned a little bit, and yeah, sort of more open to, yeah, exploring, exploring different things like that. So now, what, do you, when you're just on your own at home, what are your favorite things to cook? I'd
1: love, like, a risotto is my favorite mm-hmm. dish of all time. I could eat that every night if I could get away with it. So that's, and it's relatively easy and extremely versatile. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can make it a main dish or a side dish or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of my favorite things. I love braising. Like, I love, it's, that's why I like wintertime in Oregon, mm-hmm. because it's an excuse to, like, bra- deep braising, you know, red wine braised beef shanks or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. I that's one of my favorite techniques of, of cooking too. But like on a on a weeknight, if I just got to get dinner together. Yeah. Like stir frying's great because mm-hmm. it's easy and takes a little time and you, you can use what you've got in your fridge. You know, you don't have to do a lot of planning for a stir fry. Mm-hmm. It's great for leftovers too. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I love stir fries too. So you said risotto. Have you tried instant pot risotto?
1: I know I just said there's no right or wrong <laughs> <laughs> to
0: cook anything. <laughs> I, this is, I wanted to ask this. I have
1: not. I have a love, I won't say it's a love-hate relationship with my Instant Pot, but I have like <laughs> a love-skeptical relationship with my Instant Pot. Like I'll see recipes online. It's like bake a cake in your Instant Pot. I'm like, why? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand that. It's so easy to bake a cake in a cake pan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I have not tried it in an in Instant Pot, but maybe I should.
0: It, you know what? I was very – I have a similar relationship to my Instant Pot. There are certain things that I love doing in it, like hard-boiled eggs. I will not do them any other way because – Yeah, they, agreed,
1: they, agreed. Like,
0: it, I, there's just no other way to do it. If I'm doing like a long-cooking grain, like farro or something that – well, not long, but like just hands-off in there. Like there's a bunch of things that I love, and then there's a bunch of things that I just I'm like, why? Like Or meat.
1: like cooking beans or making broth. Yeah, Super yeah, great for yeah. that. But Super like, great.
0: meatloaf in the Instant Pot, like wh- I don't even understand. It's like it's already hands-free in the oven. There's – it's good in the air fryer why on earth would i do that there but i will say the risotto so it depends on what you love about risotto one of the things i like about risotto is like on like more of a date night evening you're very you're there you're stirring but you don't have to think sipping on some wine like it's very that kind of interactive chill sort of thing that takes a long time if that's what you love then you would not love it in the instant pot but in the instant it's super hands-free like you just put the stuff in there and it it actually works like I, I was really I did a mushroom one. I think I followed Damn Delicious's Damn Delicious her recipe, but without a lot of the ingredients. Like just like bare like just to get the ratios. And I was yep. really amazed. And and then I made the arancini balls in the air fryer out of the leftovers okay. the next day and they turned out too. So now,
1: is it, you just use like arboreal rice? Yeah, it's arboreal okay, rice. interesting.
0: Water, there might be butter in there. I think I probably soaked some dried porcini mushrooms and added those and regular mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And then it just goes in for however much time it is. And I think it's just because the arboreal rice has that starchiness already, and you're using a little bit more water than you would to cook rice normally in the Instant Pot. And it just kind of does that. I think a lot of the recipes that I've seen online do end up calling for cream or something at the end, which is... Yeah. Which you can do, but you, I mean, you
1: don't have to have it and you can make a a risotto completely vegan and it's great. I mean, it's the creaminess of the starch. And to your point, I, if I'm going to make it, I already figure I have the time and I've planned for it. So I do enjoy the process Mm -hmm. of the, adding the hot broth and stirring and, you know, and then ending up with this luscious. And by the way, my favorite combo is like a risotto a la milanese with a, well, also buco is my favorite. That's like my you know, last meal, but any, any braised, rich braised meat with that together, geez, mm-hmm. I can't think of like a better bite. Really?
0: I love that. I love that. Well, Roger, this has been super fun. Can you let people know where they can find you? I know you've got a few places. I lurk around on most of the
1: social media, so I'm not, I'm not a brilliant social media person, but uh, my website, kitchencounterpodcast.com, the Facebook group, kitchencounterpodcast.com slash group. And then, you know, you can find me on Instagram, kitchencounterpodcast.com, Mm -hmm. Uh, those are the best places I think
0: okay thank you so much
1: thank you this was fun
0: I hope you are inspired to join Roger's Facebook community and find some amazing cooking and food podcasts, or really podcasts in any genre that you like to listen to. They're just such a great way to learn things kind of passively while you're doing other stuff, be entertained, make those boring tasks more fun. So wonderful. So head over to kitchenencounterpodcast.com to see Roger's podcast, and you can check out the episode that I was on his show for. It was episode number 208 called In Search of the Perfect Sear, and I am talking all about the reverse sear on that which you know I am obsessed with. So that's a great episode to start out with. You'll hear my familiar voice. And he's also talking about spatchcocking chicken on that episode. So if you've never tried that technique before, you definitely need to listen to that too. Okay, we're going to dive into the meal plan for this week. Like I said, I've tried to use some ingredients that you might have left over because it was Easter. If not, they're easy ingredients to make or get anyhow. So it's not going to be that big a deal, but it is nice to have some ideas to use up that ham, the hard boiled eggs, that kind of thing. So the meal plan is inspired by that, but it has lots of variety while using some of the same ingredients that your grocery list isn't too long. If you want to find this meal plan, head to cookthestory.com slash meal plans. This is meal plan number 81. When you click on that, you'll see the description of what you need to do each day, links to all the recipes that I talk about, and a printable grocery list to go with this meal plan. Okay, let's dive in. We are starting this week with a green pea and ham soup, but this isn't split green peas. We're using frozen peas and they puree beautifully into the soup. You get your leftover ham in there and then you're serving that with either some leftover buns or rolls. If you did any kind of special breads for Easter, this is the place to use them. Or I'm also going to include a recipe for homemade garlic knots. Well, sort of homemade. They use store-bought pizza dough, but they're amazing and they'll go great with that soup. On the second day of this meal plan, you're doing a spaghetti carbonara. Now it calls for pancetta, but if you have some of that ham or any bacon left from any brunch type stuff you did this weekend, you can use that instead. Just skip that browning cooking step at the beginning and you're going to have this with some air fryer broccoli, gotta use those gadgets. I love the air fryer so much for things like this. Okay, on the third day of the plan, you are having egg salad sandwiches, but taken up a very far notch. These ones have some chopped bacon mixed into the egg salad mixture, really tasty and nice. And then with that, you're gonna do an arugula and tomato salad. What I really like to do, and I don't have a recipe to link to for this, I'm just gonna tell you, is I chop up tomatoes and then I put them into a bowl with all the juices that accumulated from them. I add some salt and kind of push down on them a little bit, let them sit for a little while. More of that tomato water is gonna come out. Just add a little bit of olive oil, some pepper, a little bit of garlic to that. And then you scoop that chopped tomato with that liquid all onto the arugula. It makes the most amazing salad, salad dressing all in one. On the fourth day of this meal plan, we are doing some blackened chicken breasts. Really easy, baked in the oven, along with some zucchini gratin. I just remade this recipe this weekend. I hadn't made it in a long time. I love it. It's got zucchini and summer squash, although you could just do one of the two if you wanted to. And then cherry tomatoes and you bake it. It's just a little bit of cream and there's like a panko bread coating on top. It's really nice. It doesn't get mushy. There's a little trick in there. The vegetables are tossed with some flour so the juices coming out of the vegetables end up kind of forming a sauce with the cream. Really easy technique. Really easy to put together and so tasty and it makes me think about summer coming. All those fresh vegetables Okay, and that brings us to the fifth day of this meal plan. We are doing some crispy salmon. That's the one with the skin done under the broiler. And the skin is also kind of protecting the salmon underneath it from the high heat. It works out so perfectly. We're having that with some instant pot risotto. You knew I had to go there in this episode, right? Really basic instant pot risotto recipe just so you can get the hang of it and see what that's all about. And you're going to have that with some more of that arugula. If you have the tomato left over, use that too because it just marinates more and gets more and more delicious. Okay, that is our meal plan for this week. And that is our show for this week. Thank you so much, Roger, for being an amazing guest. Thank you for listening. If you are enjoying this show, please tell a friend or tell two friends. I'd also like to thank Caroline Hall and her team at Wild Home Podcasting for producing this episode. And as always, thank you to Audio Snack for all the great music. Have a wonderful week.